You may be seated once you've done that and open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, chapter 5. Vamos a ir en nuestra Biblia al libro de Éxodo, el capítulo 5. Exodus chapter 5, we're going to begin reading at verse 22. Uh, Exodus capítulo 5, verso 22. And we're going to read down into chapter 6. Vamos a leer hacia parte del capítulo 6. And I just want to mention to you as Bible students a little fact for you that is important. That the Bible verses, the numbers, the verse numbers and the chapter numbers were not in the original writing of the scripture. Uh, quiero mencionar que uh, por pasada, para los que están y estudian la palabra del Señor, que los números de los versos y los capítulos no fueron parte de la Biblia original, no son parte del de escrito original. En otras palabras, cuando Moisés escribió el libro de Génesis, uh, no dijo Génesis 1.1 y luego comenzó a escribir, sino que él comenzó a escribir uh, sin números. Now, when Moses started to write Genesis, he didn't write Genesis 1.1 and then start writing and then Genesis 1.2. Instead, Uh, those numbers were added in later uh, for our reference. Uh, esos números fueron añadidos después para nuestra referencia. And this is important because in our culture, uh, the end of a chapter is the end of a topic. En nuestra cultura, cuando llegamos al fin de un capítulo, llegamos al fin de, una, de un tema y un capítulo nuevo empieza un tema nuevo. A new chapter means new topic. But in the Bible, this is not the case. Eso no es uh, la realidad en la palabra del Señor. So when we start reading in verse 22, uh, the topic doesn't actually end till the next chapter. So I want to uh, read beginning in chapter 5, but we're going to read down into chapter 6 uh, because these verses go together. The Bible says, Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you brought harm to this people? And why did you ever send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done harm to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do in Pharaoh, uh, do to Pharaoh, for under compulsion he will let you go, and under compulsion he will drive them out of his land. For God spoke further to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord, and I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they sojourned. Furthermore, I have heard the groaning of the sons of Israel because of the Egyptians uh, and their bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from your bondage, and I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Then I will take you for my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will bring you to the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you for possession, for I am 
the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the word of God. And we ask tonight that as we come to the scriptures, that you would speak to us by the word of God and that you would speak to the individual needs and issues of our life. And let us grow tonight as we come to the word. And I ask that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach and teach the word of God that you might be glorified in all things. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen if you can. Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't quit. Tell your other neighbor, don't quit. Have you ever had the urge to quit? ¿Cuántos han tenido el deseo de, no, de quitar, como dicen aquí en Texas, el deseo de ya no seguir adelante, darse por vencido? Well, tonight we have before us the man of God, Moses. Esta noche tenemos delante nosotros el hombre de Dios, siervo de Dios, Moisés. And Moses, as you remember, was called by God uh, to deliver the nation of Israel. Moisés fue llamado por Dios para liberar al pueblo de Israel. And God called Moses out of a burning bush. Dios llamó a Moisés uh, a través de una zarza ardiendo. And so this was an extraordinary calling. Este fue un llamado extraordinario. This wasn't somebody just saying, well, I think God is calling me. This was a, a burning bush in which the Son of God was standing and uh, through which God spoke to the man of God. Esta una zarza ardiendo, hablando Dios, el Hijo de Dios, hablando a Moisés, diciéndole, tú eres el escogido, you're the chosen one by God. And, of course, Moses put up a big fight. Moisés no quiso uh, tener este llamado. Uh, entonces, uh, puso todos los pretextos que él pudo. He put up every excuse that he could. And he discovered that no excuse was going to do. Ninguna excusa le iba a servir. Ningún pretexto le iba a servir. A God was going to use him. Dios lo iba a usar a él. And God told him, you're going to be the deliverer. I'm going to use you to bring my people out of Egypt. Te voy a usar para sacar a mi pueblo de Egipto. Para sacarlo de la esclavitud de Faraón. To bring them out of the slavery uh, and the bondage of Pharaoh. And God gave him some signs. Dios le dio algunas señales. One of them which you know about is uh, that he had a staff. And the Lord said, throw down that staff. El Señor le dijo... Tira tu vara hacia abajo, and, uh, and the, the staff, when he threw it down, became a snake. Cuando él uh, tiró la vara hacia abajo, se convirtió en una víbora, en una serpiente. How many of you remember that story? And the Lord said to Pharaoh, uh, to Moses, now pick it up by the tail. Luego el Señor le dijo a Moisés, ahora levántala de la cola. And Moses, uh, I'm sure, was thinking like all of you are thinking, Lord, rule number one, don't pick up snakes. Rule number two, don't pick them up by the tail. Quizá Moisés estaba pensando, Señor, número uno, no levantes serpientes. Número dos, no la levantes de la cola. But uh, without a doubt, he obeyed God. And nevertheless, he obeyed God. And when he picked up that snake by the tail, it became the rod of God. Cuando él levantó esa serpiente, esa víbora de la cola, se convirtió en la vara de Jehová. And from that moment on, we began to hear about the rod of God. De ese momento, comenzamos a leer de la vara de Jehová. Then, the Lord said, Moses, put your hand in your cloak. Luego Jehová le dijo a Moisés, 
mete tu mano a tu saco y cuando metió su mano he put his hand in his cloak and when he brought it out it was covered in leprosy cuando él sacó su mano estaba cubierta en, le en lepra and leprosy was a, a, a terrifying disease to, to have la lepra era una terrible uh, enfermedad para tener but it was worse than that it was incurable era algo incurable and so naturally now uh, he is in real trouble ahora él ve esta lepra está en un gran problema the Lord says put it back in your cloak cuando él mete la mano al saco de nuevo la saca limpia he brings out his hand again and it's clean it's, it's healed and so God is showing Moses his power Dios le está mostrando a Moisés su poder and then he gives him one more sign he gives da una señal más and he says uh, uh, he says, Lord, I can't speak. And the Lord says to him, Moses, I made your mouth, and I'm going to give you the ability to do this job that I've called you to. And just to prove it to you, your brother Aaron is coming to you out of Egypt, and he is going to come to tell you that they need you in Egypt. El Señor le dice, Moisés, te he enviado a tu hermano Aarón como confirmación para que tú sepas que esto es la obra de Dios. Uh, you need to know, uh, and I'm sending you Aaron as a confirmation that uh, this is the work of God. In other words, God doesn't want Moses to leave the mountain and say, well, that was a weird day I just had. Uh, let's just put that into the archives and forget all about it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. Uh, God wants Moses to know that there is a witness on the earth named Aaron, his brother, who knows and who has come to confirm the call of God on his life. And when he comes off of that mountain, he, he runs into Aaron, his brother. And now God has demonstrated his power to Moses. Now, if you know the rest of the story, you know that these three miracles are small in comparison to what God's about to do. Do you know that? What's God about to do? He's about to put plagues on Egypt uh, that are going to bend at the back of Pharaoh. Uh, estos, estas señales son pequeñas para lo que Dios está para hacer y uh, son cosas que van a ser pequeñas a comparación a las diez plagas que Dios va a traer sobre Egipto para quebrar la espalda a Faraón uh, on top of that uh, he's going to part the Red Sea encima de eso él va a partir el Mar Rojo and then on top of that he's going to be led by a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day, and he's going to feed the people manna every day of the week, six days a week, uh, for 40 years. Come on, somebody. Moses is just seeing the, the very beginnings of what God is going to do in his life. Amen, somebody. Because what I'm telling you tonight is that you haven't seen anything yet. Lo que les estoy diciendo esta noche es que usted no ha, no ha visto nada aún. Say that to yourself. I haven't seen anything yet. Let's say it together. We haven't seen anything yet. Listen, when God says this year breakthrough will come to your house and you start seeing something here and something there, I just want you to know you haven't seen anything yet. Amen, somebody. Usted no ha visto nada aún. God is just getting started. Dios está solamente comenzando. This is the opening credits. 
Eso es lo, eso es lo, lo, lo inicial, el principio. Es lo de, lo del eh, eh, el comienzo. And this is important for us to have in our mind and in our heart because uh, when Moses goes now, having these three signs in his pocket, ahora con estos tres milagros en su bolsa, estas tres señales, Moisés se va a hacer lo que Dios le mandó a hacer. God, Moses goes to do what God told him to do. And, and within a few days or a few weeks, he has run through all the signs and he has not delivered the people. Dentro de unos días, unas semanas, Moisés llega a Egipto y dentro de unos días usa todas las señales que él tiene y no tiene la victoria. And he thinks to himself, I'm out of tools. I'm out of tricks. I'm out of, I'm out of whatever it is I need. Él piensa, ya se me acabó la herramienta. Ya se me acabó lo que yo necesito. In fact, the Bible says that things got worse. Uh, en, en vez de a mejorar el asunto, Moisés ve que el asunto se pone peor. Have things ever gotten worse? Well, the Bible said that, that, that Pharaoh uh, starts to make the people uh, have, to make, have to make bricks without straw. Uh, Faraón comienza a hacer que el pueblo haga ladrillo sin tener uh, el uso de de la escoba o tener el, el uso de el césped y esto ahora va a incrementar el trabajo this is going to make the, the work harder and instead of things getting better for the people that he came to deliver uh, things are getting worse en vez de que el pueblo a mejore está bajando en su calidad de vida their quality of life is going down and guess who they're looking at Uh, who do you think they're pointing the fingers at? Who do you think they're gossiping about? ¿A quién están apuntando el dedo? ¿De quién están chismeando? Están hablando de Moisés. They're looking at Moses. They're saying that's his fault. If, if he would have just stayed in the desert where he was and left us alone, we would all be better off. Si él se hubiera quedado en el desierto, allá estaba muy bien en el desierto, vino acá a estorbar, vino acá a molestar. He just came over here to bother and to, to mess with things. We were doing just fine. And this is where the problem emerges for the people and the problem emerges for Moses. Ahora, uh, se, uh, ahora nace este problema para el pueblo y nace el problema para Moisés because the people had gotten excited about leaving but now things are looking bad and they don't want to go anywhere. They don't want to mess with Pharaoh. And now Moses is looking at himself and he is discouraged and he is despondent and he says, he says to God, he says, God, why did you ever call me? And why have you made it worse for this people? He said, why have you brought harm to this people? Moisés dice, Señor, ¿por qué has traído este problema al pueblo y por qué me llamaste a mí? Now here is the, the place that this is relevant for you and I because there's always a space between miracles. There's always a space between the big mountaintop experiences of life. Siempre hay un espacio entre los milagros y siempre hay un espacio entre las, las montañas de nuestra vida cristiana. And you've got to be careful not to get stuck in the middle. Tienes que tener cuidado de no quedarte en el medio, de no quedarte en ese lugar 
entre medio de lo que Dios hizo y lo que Dios va a hacer. Not to get stuck in between what God has done and what God is going to do. And there are a lot of people. Uh, the road is full of the of the carcasses of people who got lost and lost their momentum, they lost their traction, they lost their way because they quit in the middle. Um, I, I, el camino está lleno de personas que se quedaron en el camino, se quedaron a medias, se quedaron queriendo uh, lograr algo grande. They stayed with the desire, they kept, uh, they kept the, the hope of wanting to go forward, but they got stuck in the middle, and this is where Moses is, and this is the, where the people are. And so uh, tonight, I just want to give you some, some pointers as to how to avoid the urge to quit in the middle of the fight. Quiero uh, darle unos puntos para que usted pueda contra, uh, 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 tener una contraacción así al deseo de darse por vencido en medio de la batalla. Listen, it, it, it's, it's going to be like this. Some days it will seem like nothing's happening and you're going to want to quit. Other days it's going to seem like everything's going backwards and you're going to want to quit. Some days it's going to feel like the fight is too hard and you're going to want to quit. Tell your neighbor, don't quit. A veces va a parecer que nada ocurre. Y usted va a querer dar por vencido. O va a parecer que usted va perdiendo terreno y va a querer darse por vencido o la pelea, la guerra va a ser muy fuerte y usted va a querer uh, darse por vencido pero usted tiene que decidirse a no darse por vencido you've got to decide I'm not a quitter listen, God's a finisher say that with me, God's a finisher say this with me he who began the good work in my life will finish it one more time, he who began The good work in my life will finish it. Do you know that God is a finisher? Now, you and I, we already know the whole story. We already saw the whole movie. So we know that if they quit right here, they're never going to see the, the parting of the Red Sea. If they quit right here, they're never going to see Pharaoh literally tell them, get out of here. I've, they're not even going to have to ask. They're, he's going to tell them, get out of here. And the Egyptians are going to bring their, their, their riches, their gold and their silver and their precious things. And they're going to load it down the nation of Israel with 400 years worth of back pay. That meant somebody. And in one day they're going to leave the richest nation and they're going to leave the power of Egypt and the power of Pharaoh. But if they quit here, they'll never see that. If they quit here, they'll never see that God can provide manna from heaven and that God can keep them warm in the cold desert night and that he can keep them cool in the hot desert uh, days. They will never see that God can bring uh, a, a marvelous miracle and produce the, the, the victories over their enemies and the, over their, uh, the conquest of the land which has been promised to them. And so uh, if they quit here, they won't get all of that. What are you going to miss out on if you don't see it through? ¿Qué vas a perder si no terminas? You've got too much to lose by quitting. Tienen mucho que perder 
por darte por vencido. So what does Moses do? He goes to God. Now that's always important. He's complaining, he's crying, he's moaning, but he's going to God. Say amen, somebody, because we've all done it, haven't we? We've all done it, and you haven't, I recommend it. If you're going to do anything, do it with God. Está renegando, está llorando, pero va con Dios. Es lo importante. And he says to God, why did you call me? And why did you uh, bring harm upon this people? And God speaks to him. And this is the, the, the beauty of it, is that God will speak. And when you and I come to him, and we need encouragement, we need faith to move on, God will speak. And the, the problem is, uh, not that God won't speak, but that when we go talk to the wrong people, and the wrong people don't tell you what you need to hear. Say amen, somebody. When you get yourself into trouble, when you find yourself like Moses wanting to quit, don't go to your compadres and your comadres and the people down the road and people who, uh, who quit last week. You go to, to God because God is the one who called you. Say amen, somebody. Si usted se siente que tiene, uh, necesita ánimo, necesita uh, aliento, vaya con Dios porque el llamado vino de Dios. Who is it that called you out of darkness and into light? ¿Quién es el que te llamó de las tinieblas a la luz? Who is it that called you and put you in the ministry? ¿Quién es el que te llamó y te puso en el ministerio? It's God who called you, therefore God is the one you have to run to. Dios es el que llamó, así que Dios es con el que tienes que correr. And, the, and God spoke to Moses. And listen to what God says. Now you shall see what I will do with Pharaoh. Tú vas a ver lo que yo voy a hacer con Faraón. You see, God had already promised a breakthrough to the house of Israel. Dios ya había prometido el, la victoria a la casa de Israel. Ahora, Él está hablando a Moisés diciendo, tú vas a ver lo que yo haré con Faraón. Y yo te, lo, voy a, lo voy a hacer que lo deje ir. I'm going to compel him to let you go. And I'm going to compel him to make the people go. And uh, so you won't have a problem at all. And so these are the things I want to point out to you tonight. Number one, God says to Moses in verse two, God spoke further to Moses and said, I am the Lord. When you feel the urge to quit, remember who God is. Cuando usted sienta el, el, el deseo de, de darse por vencido, recuerde quién es Jehová. God says to him, I am the Lord. Le dice, yo soy Jehová. Now, uh, this is important because if you see there in your Bible, uh, you're going to see that the word Lord is spelled in all capital letters, right? Si usted ve ahí en su Biblia, usted va a ver que esa palabra... Señor está escrito ahí como Jehová. The word Lord, L-O-R-D, in all caps, is in the Hebrew original, the word Yahweh. Or it's the sacred tetragram, the sacred four letters, Y-H-W-H. Uh, usted ahí está viendo el nombre de Jehová. And so he's telling Moses, I am Yahweh. Él está diciendo a Moisés, yo soy Jehová. Yo soy uh, Yahweh, I am Yahweh. He's he's telling Moses 
His highest and holiest name. Le está diciendo a Moisés su nombre más alto y más santo. Now there's a lot of names for God in the Bible. Hay muchos nombres de Dios en la Biblia. But the highest and holiest name of God is Yahweh. Now, hay muchos nombres de Dios en la palabra, pero el más alto, el, el más santo, es la palabra Yahweh. Y esta palabra nos habla de el Dios que es autosuficiente. This word uh, literally is a verb which means to be. It speaks to us of the God who is self-sufficient. Nos habla del Dios autosuficiente. It means that God is. Remember when he told Moses, I am who I am. Recuerda que él le dijo a Moisés, yo soy quien soy. He's reminding Moses of the fact that he is the self-sufficient God. Él está recordándole a Moisés que Jehová es el Dios autosuficiente. In other words, he's not depending on anybody or anything in order for his word to come to pass. Él no está dependiendo de nadie ni de nada para que su palabra se cumpla. Our God is a self-sufficient God. Nuestro Dios es un Dios autosuficiente. Say amen, somebody. Our God is the self-existent God. El Dios que existe en sí. He exists of himself. You know, God has no beginning. He has no end. He has no past. He has no present or future. He exists outside of time. Dios no tiene pasado, ni presente, ni futuro. Él existe fuera del tiempo. Él es autoexistente. Nadie lo creó. Nobody created God. Nobody made him. And he's the one who called you. Él es el que te llamó. That's why what we heard on Sunday morning is so important. Because now Abraham received this blessing that God is the possessor of the heavens and the earth. Abraham vino a reconocer que Jehová es el poseedor de los cielos y la tierra. It's the same revelation that Moses is having here. Es la misma revelación que Dios le está dando a Moisés aquí. And listen. He tells Moses, I revealed myself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but I never told them my name. I've given you a unique and special revelation. Le dice, yo nunca le di mi nombre a Abraham, Isaac, y Jacob. Me revelé a ellos, pero nunca les di mi nombre. A ti te he dado mi nombre. I've given you my name. Well, listen, can I tell you something that Moses didn't have? Uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob didn't have the name Yahweh, and there's something that Moses didn't have. Moses didn't have the name of Jesus. Say amen, somebody. Because Jesus said, so long as uh, up until now you have not prayed in this way, but from now on when you pray, you go to the Father in my name, and whatever you ask of my Father in my name, he will give unto you. Say amen, somebody. Because you have been given the name of Jesus, and you and I have been given the um, incredible privilege of calling on the self-sufficient, self-existent, all-powerful God. And when you feel tempted to quit, you need to remember that you are not drawing from a limited God with limited resources and limited supply, but that you are calling on a God who is unlimited in every way. Say amen, somebody. Listen, if you're praying a long time, you're tempted to quit praying. If you are 
believing for something for a long time, you're tempted to quit believing. If you're fighting for a certain relationship for a long time, you're tempted to quit fighting. If you are, if you are struggling uh, to get ahead in a particular area of your finances, you're tempted to quit in that area. You need to remember this tonight. God is not limited in any one of those areas. And so if you pray, keep on praying because he is not limited. He can answer prayer. He answers prayer. If you're limited, if you feel uh, the urge to quit because it's just too hard, just remember God has more strength than you'll ever be able to possibly use up. Say amen, somebody. Si usted le falta la fuerza, Dios tiene más fuerza que la que usted va a poder usar en toda su vida. If you run out of money, guess what? God's got more money than you could ever spend in your whole life. Si le falta el dinero, Dios tiene más dinero que el que usted pueda usar. Say amen, somebody. If you're running out of health, guess what? God he has more health and healing than you could ever need. Our God is the possessor of heaven and earth. Our God is Yahweh. And he has given us the name, which is the title deed and the access to all the things you and I could possibly need or ask for in this life. Come on, somebody. You've been given the name of Jesus. You've been given the power of relationship with the Almighty God. You call God your father. Do you call God your father? Usted le llama a Dios padre. Sometimes people, who I guess, came out of the Catholic Church, they mix, they mix things up and they say to me, they say, thank you, Father. I said, don't call me Father. <laughs> we call God Father. And listen, if you call him Father, is there anything your father can't do? Is there anything your father doesn't have? Come on, somebody. Habrá algo que tu padre no puede hacer? Habrá algo que tu padre no tiene? Habrá algo que tu padre no te puede dar? Come on, somebody. If you, if you call God Father, si usted le llama a Dios Padre, usted está llamando al Dios que tiene todos los recursos que usted necesita. God has all the resources that you need. Tell your neighbor, don't quit. See, I don't even need to preach about the other points because that one right there is the whole sermon. If you've got God, you've got everything. Here's the problem. Moses apparently has forgotten who God is. He's thinking about how, how mad the people are. He's thinking about how useless he feels. He's thinking about how mad and how uh, powerful Pharaoh is. And he's forgotten that the entire equation doesn't limit, isn't, isn't uh, based on any of those things. The entire matter is going to be resolved because of who his God is. He says to him, I am Yahweh. I appear to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, Lord, or Yahweh, I did not make myself known to them. Here's number two, why you, don't, why you shouldn't quit. is because God says, I also establish my covenant with them. Listen, you... You don't have to quit because you are in covenant with God. When you get tempted to, to stop believing for something, you have to remember this. I'm in covenant with God. Usted, cuando se ha tentado a darse por vencido, a rendirse a una circunstancia, recuerde esto, que usted está en pacto con Dios. Now, let me, let me give you an example here. If you... 
if you have a piece of property you own outright, you have a, a deed on the property, and then somebody shows up on your property and starts building, building a house, and um, they say, we're going to build a house here. You say, no, you're not. This is my property. You say, no, we decided we want to build a house here. What would you do? Would you panic? No, you go get a lawyer. You say, I have the paperwork. That property is mine. And nothing they say or do can change that. The property is yours. Listen, you have the paperwork tonight. You're in covenant with God. Say, I have a contract. I have a covenant. Listen, you have a covenant with God. Through the blood of Jesus, Jesus said, this is a new covenant in my blood. Listen, when Jesus went to the cross, he went to the cross to make a covenant between God and man. Cuando Jesús fue a la cruz, fue a la cruz para hacer un pacto entre Dios y el hombre. Now the Bible calls this covenant the new covenant. Say new covenant. Now the book of Hebrews says if there's a new covenant, that must mean there's an old covenant. Si hay un nuevo pacto, eso indica que hay un viejo pacto. Well, what was the old covenant? The old covenant was made at Mount Sinai, and it was between God and man. El, el, el pacto antiguo fue hecho en el monte, monte Sinaí y fue hecho entre Dios y el hombre. Who was it between? Between God and man. God originated the covenant. Este pacto fue hecho entre Dios y el hombre, y Dios uh, es el que originó este pacto, and this was the covenant. If you obey, then I will bring all of these blessings on you. Este era el pacto. Si me obedeces, voy a traer todas estas bendiciones. Si me desobedeces, entonces voy a traer todas estas maldiciones. If you don't obey me, then I will bring all of these curses upon you. And then he says, and anyone who does not honor the words of this covenant by obeying it will have all of these curses. In other words, if you break one law, you've broken the whole covenant. And the covenant was intended not to save Israel, but to let them know how desperately they needed God. It let them know that man is incapable of meeting the standard which God's requirements uh, and God's covenant requires. And so, guess what they did? And guess what we do? We all have fallen short. We failed. All of us have broken the law of God because the law says don't steal, don't lie, don't dishonor your parents. I'm picking the easy ones because we've already broken all those, right? At least a couple of them. And we haven't even gotten to the good juicy stuff. So, so if you just, if, if, by, if by lying once, say, Mama, I did not take a cookie out of the cookie jar. By lying once, you broke the whole law. Came under the entire curse of the covenant. That's a lost cause. But God says, I'm going to make a new covenant. Say, thank you, Jesus. And this covenant is going to be between God and man. Uh-oh. 
The first covenant failed because of God's, God, the God part was good, but the man part was not good. The God part of the covenant was strong. The man part of the covenant was weak. And now God says, I'm going to make another covenant. It's going to be between God and man. Well, Lord, the first covenant failed because man couldn't keep the covenant. So how are we going to do it this time? He says, I'm going to become a man. And Jesus became a man, and now the new covenant is made between God and the man Christ Jesus. Amen, somebody. Ahora el pacto nuevo es hecho entre Dios y el hombre, pero el hombre es Cristo. And do you know that the man Jesus has never broken a single law in his life? El Señor Jesucristo jamás ha uh, uh, quebrantado ni un, o, o violado ni uno de los estatutos de la ley de Jehová. He is perfect in every respect. Es perfecto en toda área. Say amen, somebody. Because, because Jesus now has made the covenant with God through his blood. Jesús ahora ha hecho el pacto con Dios a través de su sangre. And, and now what you and I have to do is be in Christ. Y ahora usted y yo lo que tenemos que hacer es de estar en Cristo. And if you're in Christ, and Christ is fulfilling the requirements of the covenant, then guess what? All of the blessings that come to Christ have come to you. Si usted está en Cristo, y Cristo ha cumplido todos los requisitos del pacto, entonces todas las bendiciones del pacto vienen a usted. Are you in Christ tonight? Are you in Christ tonight? Usted está en Cristo esta noche. Guess what? If you're in Christ, then you are entitled to all of the blessings of the covenant. Si usted está en Cristo, usted tiene derecho a todas las bendiciones que hay en el pacto que Dios hizo con Dios. If you're not in Christ, good luck. No such thing as good luck, but good luck. Because there's no way to meet the standard outside of Christ. And what does God say to Moses? And what does God say to you? You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. What is it God's called you to do? What is it he's put in your heart to do this season of your life? This year burst onto the pages of history and your heart was on fire. Your feet were on fire to do something great for God. To, to write a song, to write a book, to touch uh, uh, the broken, to heal somebody, to, to build a business, to, to start a ministry. Something just burst into your spirit this year. And what am I telling you tonight? You can do this. You can do it. Why can you do it? Because you are in Christ. You have a covenant with God. Usted puede lograr todo lo que Dios ha puesto en su corazón para que usted logre, para que usted haga, para que usted lo glorifique a Él. ¿Por qué? Porque usted está en pacto con Dios. And let me tell you, friend, this covenant is a covenant of healing. This covenant is a covenant of salvation. This covenant is a covenant of grace. Este pacto es un pacto de sanidad, un pacto de salvación. Es un pacto de liberación. Es un pacto de victoria. It's a covenant of victory. Es un pacto de gracia. But guess what? It's also a covenant of success. También es un pacto de éxito. Amen, somebody. Because God has given Jesus 
success in everything that he does. That means that when he calls you, when he anoints you, when he gives you a vision, when he gives you a plan, he's going to give you success because you're in covenant with God. Usted está en pacto con Dios. Now, if Israel stays in Egypt, you don't have to believe this sermon. But if, if Israel leaves Egypt, you better believe this sermon. Say amen, somebody. Because you haven't seen anything yet. I said, you haven't seen anything yet. He tells, he tells Moses, listen very carefully to the words. He says, I also established my covenant with them. Who's them? With Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Wait a minute. They're dead. They've been dead for 400 years or more. And God says, I'm going to bring this people out of Egypt. Not because of Moses. Not because of, not because of these whiny Israelites over here who don't want their deliverer. They're sending him back to the desert. I'm going to, keep them, I'm going to bring them out of Egypt because I told Abraham, their father, that I was going to do that. And if you read Genesis chapter 15, God said to Abraham in Genesis 15, he said they will go into a foreign land and they will become slaves of a foreign people. But I will visit them. Say amen, somebody. He said, I will visit them. Joseph declared it again. He said, when God visits his people, don't you dare leave my bones in, the, in Egypt. You take my casket at, or my mummy, whatever it is, and you carry it across that desert and take me back to the promised land. What am I telling you tonight? God's going to keep his covenant because he's made his covenant with Jesus. And his covenant with Jesus is like his covenant with Abraham. He's not going to fail because his covenant with the in, has been made in the blood of his son. Say, I have a covenant with God. Listen, if you have a covenant with God tonight, there is no reason why you should quit. In fact, you can't quit. Just, I, just try Go ahead and try quitting. You'll be like that friend of mine who said, I'm going to backslide. And he decided he was going to backslide. Made up his mind he was going to backslide. He was a preacher. And he went in a the, in the bar to go backslide. And when he walked in, the drunk said, hey, preacher, what are you doing in here? And he walked right back out. When you're in covenant with God, you can't quit. Because he'll wake you up in the middle of the night. He'll make you dream about your, your calling. He'll, he'll make you hear his voice. He'll speak to you in the darkest places of your soul and of your life. You won't be able to outrun him and you won't be able to hide from him. And tonight, I'm telling you, God always gets his man. And God is going to do in you what he has promised. Say amen, somebody. Because you have a covenant with God. And then... I want you to notice in verse 6, we'll start at verse 6, God says, I will bring you out, I will, re I will deliver you, I will redeem you, I will take you for my people, I will be your God, I will bring you to the land, I will give you possession. 
You notice how many times God says, I will? Here's the third reason why you and I uh, should never give in to the urge to quit. Because God's doing this. God says, I will do this. He says to them, one, I will. Two, I will. Three, I will. Four, I will. Five, I will. Six, I will. Seven, I will. Seven times he says to him, I will. You have a promise from God over your life. Usted tiene una promesa de Dios sobre su vida. He says, I'm going to bring you out. Listen, wherever you are tonight, if you're bound by anything, God says, I'm going to bring you out. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to be a captive anymore. God says, I'm going to bring you out. He says, I'm going to bring you out from the burden of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from the bondage. I'm going to bring deliverance. I'm not going to just bring you out and leave your chains on. I'm going to bring you out and take the chains off. Say amen, somebody. And I will deliver you from their bondage, and I will redeem you. Not only am I going to bring you out and take your chains off, but I'm going to take the name of slave off of you, and I'm going to make you a son. I'm going to redeem you. Come on, somebody. I'm going to change your identity. Come on, give the Lord some praise. He's changed your identity. I'm going to redeem you. Dice, te voy a sacar, te voy a liberar, voy a quitarte las cadenas, te voy a redimir, te voy a quitar el nombre de esclavo. Y darte el nombre de hijo. Come on, are you a son of God? Are you a daughter of God? Say amen. I'm going to redeem you. He's talking about adoption. Él está hablando de la adopción. And then he, he says in verse, in verse 7, that promise of adoption, he says, I will make you my people. Te voy a ser mi pueblo. Te voy a adoptar como mi hijo. I'm going to adopt you as my own son, my own daughter, so that you can call me father. Para que me llames padre. And I will be your God. Voy a ser tu Dios. No solamente el Dios de tus padres o el Dios de tus hijos. De tus uh, vecinos, pero voy a ser tu Dios. I'm not just going to be the God of your fathers or the God of the, of the people around you, the nation around you. I'm going to be your God. There's going to be a personal deliverance. Esto va a ser algo personal. Never forget, never forget that whatever God is up to in your life, there's always a part of it that's about you. Lo que Dios esté haciendo en tu vida, siempre hay parte de eso de que se trata de ti. God's either working something in or he's working something out. But it's always got something to do with what he's planned for your life. Siempre Dios está haciendo algo para sacar algo de ti o poner algo en ti. Y no importa que sea, it might be that you, that you uh, lost a job or you got a job. Or it might be that uh, you uh, went into a college or you failed a course. It might be... Uh, that you experience a failure in your relationship or, or that you uh, feel that God's moving you to a different, a different a type of ministry. Whatever it is God is up to, there's always a part of it where God is dealing with something on the inside of you. Something he wants to grow, something he wants to break, something he wants to increase, something he wants to, to do in your life. He's telling you, I'm going to be your God. This is going to have a, a one-on-one component in your life. And I will bring you in 
to the land. I'm not just going to bring you out, but I'm going to bring you in. Say amen, somebody. Dice Jehová, te voy a sacar, pero también te voy a meter a la tierra prometida. Listen, God didn't call you to stay in the desert. He didn't call you to stay at this level. He's bringing you in to the land which he spoke to them, and he says, and I will give you possession of it. I'm going to make you the owner, the possessor of my promises. Te voy a ser el poseedor de mis promesas. How many more I wills do you need? There's, there's, there's enough here to go your whole life. Say amen, somebody. Hay suficiente aquí para nunca desmayar. Said, I haven't seen anything yet. Have you seen some big stuff? Have you seen some big stuff? Have you seen God do some big things? Have you seen God work some real things out of your life? And work real big things into your life? Have you seen God show up? Have you seen God show off in your life? You haven't seen anything yet. Le pregunto, ¿ha visto a Dios hacer algo bueno en su vida? ¿Ha visto a Dios hacer algo grande? ¿Ha visto a Dios obrar milagros? Entonces le digo, le aviso, no ha visto nada aún. Dios tiene mayores cosas. The writer of Hebrews says, I am persuaded of better things concerning you. Dijo el escritor de Hebreos, estoy persuadido de mejores cosas. And the Bible says that God will take us from glory to glory. Dice la escritura que Dios nos lleva de gloria en gloria. Say amen, somebody. Because that means that whatever God has done in your life, if you just think about the biggest thing God's ever done in your life, he's going to say, I'll show you one better. Say amen, somebody. Get your faith up tonight. With that in mind, I wouldn't even consider thinking about considering quitting. Say amen, somebody. Tell your neighbor, don't quit. You haven't seen anything yet. Greater things of thee are spoken. Mayores cosas de ti han sido declaradas. Moses, if you quit now, if the people quit now, they'll never see the greatness of God and the glory of God. And can I tell you what? The biggest thing that Moses is going to get to experience is that if he will stay with this plan that God has laid out in his life, the Bible said that God showed himself to Moses. Moses saw the glory of God pass before him. Come on, somebody. Are you hungry for more? Are you hungry for bigger things? Are you hungry for deeper revelation? Are you hungry for a deeper experience with the presence of God? Then tonight God says to you, see it through. See it through. See it through. This year, breakthrough, we'll visit your house. Go all the way with God. 
I don't care how long it takes. Go all the way with God. Say amen, somebody. And Moses is going to rise up, and he's going to face the challenge because he knows God is my God. Yahweh is my source. Yahweh is my provision. And if God is, on, is with me, who can be against me? If God be for me, then who can be against me? He's going to go forward knowing that God has made a covenant with me through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, and that I cannot fail so long as I believe him, so long as I trust him and stand in his word. Come on, somebody. And God said, I will, and God will. God said, I will, and he will, because he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. And what his mouth has spoken, his hand will perform. If you believe God tonight, stand up. And just lift your hands and lift your voice to heaven. Come on, lift your hands and lift your voice. And just thank him because you haven't seen anything yet. Maybe you're thinking of quitting because you don't feel like you're achieving anything. God is telling you tonight, you're right where I have put you. If you don't see it on the outside, it's because I'm working on the inside. I'm always working. See it through. See it through till it's birthing. Because I have not brought you this far so that you can abort my plan and my vision and my call and my purpose. I have brought you this far to give birth and to bring your answer, to bring your deliverance, to bring your breakthrough. You will see my glory. Come on, lift your voice to heaven. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him because he brought you this far by faith. And thank him because it's already done. You are a covenant people of God. He says, I will bring you out. I will deliver you. I will redeem you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Almighty God, we thank you tonight. Because you began this thing. We were lost without hope without God in the world this was your idea you started this thing in us and when you began in us you will complete blessed be your high name you are the self-existing God no one named you no one made you. No one can measure you. You are the self-existing God. You cannot fail. You are my source. 